welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons, I'm the CEO of Qualitance, and we continue into the lean hypothesis. Today on episode 92, we're going to be talking about validating the product's problem solution fit. Now, this is at the cornerstone of your lean hypothesis. In fact, it's a very simple system. There's a problem a solution, and the result we expect. This is how we talk about our products, particularly useful in the early stages when there's so many possibilities. Everyone's got a suggestion. Everyone uh, has a recommendation to make your product better. But if you can hold on to this idea of, hey, we've got to get the problem solution fit through testing this uh, hypothesis for our product or service, Um, This will keep you on track. And the beauty of Lean Hypothesis is that it takes a narrative, a vision uh, for the product and puts it in these three parts. And apart from it being just a little bit easier to remember, the true magic in this is this is how you pull apart the hypothesis and you test every single piece of the hypothesis. So in the end, if you've got problem solution fit, you're going to need roughly five different data points, five different parts of your hypothesis validated. You got three, keep going, four, almost there, five, bingo. Now, what you will find in the world of product creation and in particular first attempts is that often Somebody was solving the right problem, but they were measuring the wrong thing. Or maybe it was the wrong problem that they were going to fix. And we often see a category of the wrong problem for your product is products that are problems that are just a bit too small. For example, it's nice for your user to have this solved but it's not necessary. I kind of like it, don't really need it, that kind of situation. So if you stay true to lean startup thinking and you're in your build, measure, learn loops, the hypothesis is in a really, really good starting point. So it's going to be three parts. Let's jump into these three parts and let's look at, well, what actually do we need to be testing? What do they look like? How do we pull it apart and how do we end up being more confident about the products that we're building? All right, so I'm going to read to you a very simple lean hypothesis. If you've been listening to the other episodes, you will have heard me talk about this one before. I'm going to read it to you. I'm then going to break it down and then I'm going to attach some things that you might want to measure. And remember, if you do test and learn what what is working with your lean hypothesis, I think you're going to just feel so much better about where your product's going. Okay, so I'm going to hit you up now with the hypothesis. Here it is. Because we know our customers prefer colder lemonade in warmer weather, if we add ice to each cup of lemonade we sell, we expect higher customer satisfaction and more sales. Okay, so that's the full hypothesis the old classic entrepreneurial lemonade stand. Let's just break it down now. Now, the first part was the problem statement. 
And it's because we know our customers prefer colder lemonade in the warmer weather. So what you can see here is we're calling out a preference, a desire, a struggle in the problem statement. And what we're doing is we're also mentioning the user segment. Now, some of the best lean hypotheses will actually not just say customers, but they'll even go a level deeper and say early adopter, uh, early minority, early majority, this kind of segmentation. However you break your uh, customer base down, your user base down, you might have personas or something of that nature. The more specific you can be here, the better. Now we've talked about uh, what's happening is that folks are, you know, preferring colder lemonade in warmer weather. So our solution is we're going to add ice to each cup of lemonade that we sell. Now, one of the things you can do in a great hypothesis when you state the problem is you can also give some context and say they're currently solving this problem how? Bringing big water coolers, es eskies uh, to the beach, this kind of thing. You can, you can definitely do that for context. It's also very good as a reference point to you know, where you can research uh, with really good target customers. Okay, so we got the problem. Our solution here, this is the second part of a lean hypothesis. We've got problem. The solution is we're going to add ice to each cup of lemonade. Now, what's interesting here is you're essentially uh, stating your value prop or your value proposition or the change in the product or service that you're going to be bringing. What is the new thing you are proposing to the world and to your customers? So we've essentially got this really nice play between the problem and the solution. So sometimes what works well here as well is to describe the change that you're going to create. Much like when we were talking about how to add a richer story to the problem, giving context on how the customer solves the problem today, the solution you can really get into your value prop and describing the change that you're bringing to the world. Okay, so that's parts one and two, problem and solution of the lean hypothesis. Part three, it's all about the results. Now, this one is really interesting because in the case of what we had, we said here, we expect higher customer satisfaction and more sales. But what's interesting about that is I've seen products that can sometimes be uh, satisfying for their customers, but they don't really lead to more sales. So this is actually quite a big assumption that I see here in this hypothesis. So we would really want to be testing this. So if I was looking at uh, satisfaction of customers, I mean, obviously, depending on context, you might want to do NPS, uh, exit interviews, these kind of things. Uh, NPS stands for Net Promoter Score. And that, that's a really effective way of getting a good directional read on your customer satisfaction. Obviously, you might have some sort of uh, customer recruiting customer at the end of the journey, uh, which might trigger more sales. Um, interesting one, that's often, you know, not only uh, a measure of satisfaction, but you've kind of got to bake in the marketing into the product there. Um, so it's all about the results. What are we going to measure? When are we going to know we're successful? Like when we hit what number? Like what does success look like? Now, in this case, we've used a pretty top line approach to result. What you can also do is start getting into real product uh, metrics. 
You might use the the pirate funnel, which you probably know I love a lot, which is going to really talk about uh, revenue retention and referral metrics. So those would be what you would be measuring if you wanted to get kind of quite specific inside of your product, particularly if it's a digital product. But it also works um, in analog products as well. Now, one of the things when you write your hypothesis, if you want to kind of get into a more uh, sophisticated approach, and this is something that you'll find much easier once you've done this a couple of times, is that you can write down what you expect in terms of test outcomes, and you can continue your hypothesis and say, well, if we are correct in this hypothesis by adding ice to the lemonade, if we're correct, here's what we would expect. And if we are wrong, we might see that there are other factors affecting this and we have the wrong hypothesis, which is totally okay because in the spirit of lean, we're just trying to learn. And if you test and learn enough and if you're fine enough, you'll eventually get it right. So this is my thinking on what is what sounds an incredibly simple tool, which is the lean hypothesis. Now, if you're very, um, if this has really sparked uh, something for you, um, head over to bottomup.io where you can get uh, a free masterclass on the lean hypothesis and lots of other lean startup, agile, and plenty of other free courses. That's bottomup.io. Now, the, the key thing for me is you might think, well, Mike, this is all pretty simple. But it needs to be simple because the true test of your lean hypothesis is how many times you've tested it. And I invariably find that when I talk to people, when I give people help and support, and they're struggling with getting their problem solution fit, it usually comes down to they just simply haven't tested enough. So if you're holding a hypothesis for your product with problem solution result, I would expect 20 plus versions of this hypothesis. I want to see a history of all the tweaks you've made because they are a proxy for your rate of learning and your rate of learning is a proxy for how good your problem solution fit is. All right, there you have it, the lean hypothesis. And in particular today, it's all been about problem solution fit and the three parts of the hypothesis. Okay, thanks for joining us on the Bottom Up Skills podcast. That's a wrap.